This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we chat all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships all the way to the adult industry itself. I'm Sylvia Sage, and this is my Pornspective, answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. Get ready, because Sexy Funny Raw starts now. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Funny Raw. I am your host, Sylvia Sage, and I am joined in-house by my co-host, Dr. Eddie, and giving us public health perspective. And I'm so very thankful to have uh, Miss Angeline Miranda as our guest for this month, and she will also be giving us some... um, Sex perspective. I feel like you are in a sex educator um, yeah. extraordinaire at this point. <laughs> Thank you. After the words I heard come out of your mouth on our last episode, I am just uh, so thankful to have you here. So uh, thank you kind. for joining us here in, in studio. Um, and today we are getting into role play as a form of sexual health. So um, role play can be so fun, right? I uh, personally, obviously, role play is a huge part of my life, my career. Um, Everything that I do, I play a role and I love it. But I also am into role play in my personal life. And I feel like it's a way to really, um, I don't even know what I would say, expand your sexual knowledge, but I would say to get more comfortable with your sexual side, right? To be able to have the healthy communication with a partner and to be able to both express your ideals and things that might um, interest you and be able to spice things up, right? Yeah. Definitely. Now, have you, Angeline, have you ever taken place in um, some role playing in your personal life? Yes. Um, so a lot of my introduction to sex was actually like online role playing. Oh, um, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm a nerdy little birdie. I love it. Um, but I think what it helped me to do was really acquaint myself with uh, kind of like the interpersonal dynamics Mm -hmm. that I was looking for and different fantasies that were fun to explore Um, because I think if I can be like actor nerdy for a second there's this idea of like the mask right and that we all wear different Mm -hmm. masks throughout our day so who I am here and how I talk the tone of my voice Mm -hmm. what I'm willing to divulge is very different than when I go home and speak to my roommate or call Mm -hmm. my parents Mm -hmm. or go to the store Um, and I think role playing kind of lets us explore parts of ourselves that maybe don't get to come out and see the light of day in like a very consistent fashion in the real world where it's maybe not safe for them to. Right. It's be making it super intimate, right? Yeah. You know, and it is, it's being able to share that with somebody and you're, you know, you don't want to say like your deepest, darkest because it's not necessarily your darkest, but it is some of the things that you like probably hold in from the rest of the world. And if you can share this with this partner and really expand on things like how beautiful that really is. I, I 100%, um, I feel like role playing allows you to step into kind of a character and that character gets to explore new things that you wouldn't necessarily explore as yourself. Does that make sense? Yes. Because let's talk about like um uh, I was doing a role play last night um, for uh, my fans. I obviously I make a lot of content for my um, um, OnlyFans site, and I kind of love that I'm constantly getting requests because then I get to like explore different sides. And it was like a secretary uh, type moment, and like I love that. I love getting to be like I will help my boss do whatever he needs to do to you know like make the 
make this the best month we've ever had in sales, you know? And it was like, it's just stuff like that where I was like talking about like getting up his performance level. And I was like, wow, I'm actually really, really into this, you know? And you find yourself like really getting into the role. And I was like, wow, this is actually a huge turn on right now. I want to work for somebody, <laughs> you know? Like somebody <laughs> find a me a boss. Yeah. <laughs> like I need a boss. I need to, I need to work on production. <laughs> it was hot. And I love doing that. I love like finding new ways you know really open things up I think maybe uh, a challenge that could potentially be uh, or exist rather uh, is if your partner doesn't like that or doesn't know how to do it or is really awkward and uncomfortable about it right and so how to overcome like that struggle because you this could be a, a wonderful creative outlet for so many people mm-hmm. um, but what if your partner just doesn't think that way or feel that way mm-hmm. or even want to experience it there's mm-hmm. like a, a a challenge there yeah uh, and so figuring out and having that like those serious conversations yes. about what would be okay for you and what what are the limits of mm-hmm. what you're comfortable doing? Even if you don't really, you're not really into it, you could still be doing it for me, mm-hmm. right? And we could still figure out like what is the minimum or the maximum that you're willing to do. And then uh, I can work around that or something like right. that. Right. So that's maybe like a good like dinner conversation or a conversation <laughs> over at drinks. Chili's. <laughs> yeah, at dinner. Chili's, 100% at Chili's. Uh, but no, I would definitely say like if you're having like some cocktails before you're going into the bedroom, maybe have those conversations. Or I even had a boyfriend we used to we had a we would both write a list of like all the like things that we were like really looking to doing with that person in different places and different like um you know just whatever whatever if we wanted he wanted me to be a teacher and you know uh sorry dr eddie um (laughs) no one's teaching here um so <laughs> I just think it was fun. And then we both compared our list and we went down and did exactly that. What would you be comfortable with doing here? And what would I be comfortable with doing here? And and maybe I step in and to something that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with, but to try with this partner. And then when we're done, we both reconnect and see how we felt about it. You know? Yeah. Okay. So uh, there's a great resource for this. Actually, if you are somebody who uh, maybe rejection is like a little bit scary for you, but mm-hmm. this is something you want to try, there are like apps and websites where you can both go on and you can click the things that you are interested in trying, but it will mm. only show you both the like overlap of it. So anything oh, you that. said yes to that the other person said no to, they won't see. Um, and what's this app? I will have to I, let me get you like show notes for okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's perfect. a couple different options. So. We're gonna link it for sure. Um, because I definitely want to I am interested in seeing this and so it's like a it's like a tender, but it's for No, it's Oh, it's not that. No, 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 it's not okay. tender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I mean, there are other apps that are definitely very kink positive. And okay, that's what I thought you were going with. Oh, okay, yes. so it's not an app. No, no, no. Well, there, I think there might be an app version of it, but oh, it's okay. not like a matching swiping app. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it'll link you with, but it does link you with people. Yeah. So you can, uh, you and like your partner or partners mm-hmm. would be able to, you'd both see the same list and then you would check like what you want and what you're okay with. And then it would only oh, show you. Oh, it's for you and your partner. Yes. It's not, oh, I yeah. had a misunderstanding. Okay. 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 So this is for you and your partner to go through what you actually, like a checklist. Correct. Beautiful. I do love that. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I thought you were talking because before the show you had mentioned like kind of like a dating app, but it's very kink positive. 
And so that's yes. what I thought you were going down that That's road. So that's okay. field, F-E-E-L-D. Perfect. Okay. Um, and the people in their profiles, this is probably why she got confused as yes. I was talking about, people in their profiles <laughs> will be very clear. They'll list yes. their interests. I want a sub. I want uh, a brat. I want a dom. Um, mm. There is a whole lexicon that then one must be friendly with Google for. Yes. <laughs> Yes. But it is a way to like pretty quickly know whether your partner is going to be accepting. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I do really like that. I never knew something like that existed. So that's really cool. I thought it was, I mean, basically just you having conversations with this person, um, which can be hard to introduce in the beginning, I, too, I feel like, or even once the relationship is established, because I feel like you don't want to make your partner feel insignificant or that what they are already doing isn't enough. Um, but at the end of the day, it's uh, your sex life and you should be able to spice it up and be comfortable communicating um, an uptick with that partner, you know? Yeah. So, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be an uptick. I think just having some variety can be, you know, fun. Like maybe the delivery man or the repair man needs to come and, and you weren't quite dressed when the repair man got there and oh my gosh, I've run out of money, you know? So just like fun ways to like have different sex sex outside of the bedroom maybe not the actual repairman right. just to clarify that right so we're talking about your partner I mean, in a role just to be just to be clear it's role play if it's you go to jiffy lube yeah. and try this right. we are not guaranteed right. results yeah that's not we did not recommend um no but i think it can be just get sex outside of the bedroom get sex we talked you know missionary gets a bad name i do love missionary sex but get out of missionary you know and and make it mix it up and make it fun and um, yeah. Do either of you listen to or read Esther Perel? No. Okay, she's this phenomenal sex um, therapist, and she has written a couple of books, and she has a podcast. Uh, and one of the main things that she talks about is actually, like, the disparity between the erotic and what is necessary for, like, long-term intimacy. Mm. So in order to feel secure with people, right, we typically want to feel like we know them on all levels and understand, like, every facet of their personality. Mm. But in order for the erotic to stay alive throughout life, it is very often charged by the unknown. And by novelty mm. and by new experiences. So I am of the opinion that role play is actually a great way to bridge those two things. Yeah. So. No, that's a very interesting look on that. And I should really stop giving away so much information about myself. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, that's what I took from there. I was like, wow, I do overshare. Um, oh, I do too. <laughs> I am a, I'm a constant overshare. But I think that's a, like a, how to send the proper message, you know? And yeah. I like to give my own personal life experiences so people don't feel like I'm. I'm just talking out of my ass, you know, and like I'm not just giving like one sided um, explanations. These are things that I've actually personally gone through, you know, in my in my own life. So, yeah, I I love that. So when wanting to make everybody comfortable in this situation, it is definitely very important to make sure that you have consent from both parties, that everyone knows what's going to be happening in this scenario so no one gets too uncomfortable and things don't get taken a little bit too far. Uh, another way to have um, this have a stopping point to this is have a safe word you know maybe it's 
pineapple or you know don't make it water bottle um don't make it lube <laughs> but make it, <laughs> don't make it things you actually want in the situation but you know maybe octopus or something of that nature you know just something that where you can feel comfortable that at this point this is where something has gone maybe a, a stretch too far um everybody super califragilisticexpialidocious <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah stop this That's and ambitious. i don't and i don't want it to necessarily stop the sex it's not the hope that it, everything just like comes to an end but maybe just like pull it back just a little bit you know uh sometimes i feel like verbiage can we talked about this in a in sex talk sometimes verbiage can go a little bit too far and make someone feel a little bit uncomfortable um i for one would love to be your dirty girl but if you call me a dirty whore um we have a situation you know so, <laughs> so i think there's actually a really great tool for that which we all played as children <laughs> red light green light yes so, green light go this is okay, I'm very comfortable in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yellow light, I haven't reached my limits yet, mm-hmm. but we're nearing them. Yeah. Red light, we must stop. Yeah, I love that. Red, okay, those are your new safe words. <laughs> Ready, green light, yellow lights, and red light. No, but it is important to kind of let you know what your boundaries are. And I love the yellow light because now I am getting a slightly bit uncomfortable. I don't know how much further I can go here, but now we're, we're pressing my boundaries. I think that's hugely important. Yes. Because you do want to like step outside of a comfort zone and you do want to try new things. But at some point it might be maybe it's painful or maybe it's bringing up some weird childhood trauma that's making you super uncomfortable. And now I can't get aroused any longer, you know, so things like that. And do have to be careful of someone losing arousal, whether it be, um, you know, the man having um, erectile dysfunction from uh, something being said or something being done and the loss of the erection, or even on a woman's end and the loss of um, uh, like the wetness inside of a woman's vagina, or even a woman does need to be stimulated in order for the vaginal canal to even open up and accept a penis. So did I say that wrong? Vaginal canal? That's right. Is that the right word? Okay. So we want to, I mean, these are things where you can't just, you know, shove a penis in. Like a woman does need to be aroused. So these are things that can ebb and flow throughout the sex. And sometimes, you know, your mind is just going a different place and we want to definitely reconnect and get to a comfortable place with each other. So red light, green light yellow lights comfortable <laughs> not getting too comfortable and now we've we've reached the point yeah i love that <laughs> i'm gonna be traffic stopping every sexual experience from here on out <laughs> we'll get you a little sign we'll yeah laugh. next to the door <laughs> next to the bed that's exactly what i need you just tap it what happens in countries where the where the colors are reversed oh, but that's a different story that's true okay <laughs> actually true. though can we talk about you just brought up something really great yeah uh, verbal cues are not always an option for everybody mm. So this could be because of neurodivergence. Like some people who are overstimulated might have difficulty then verbalizing what's going on with them. Yeah. It can also be because like your mouth is full of a dick. Yeah, um, <laughs> a wild variety of things. You're in bondage. There's a ball gag, right. mm-hmm. uh, and in those situations, typically what I've heard and seen, and tell me if you guys have different experiences, like tapping, pinching, or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like if I tap you twice, that means we need to stop. If mm-hmm. I touch you here, you know, like this, then that means that we need to slow down, etc. Yeah, we do that in pornography as well and it's a it's definitely a, a pinch if something's like uncomfortable or in the ball gag situation uh, they tell you to go um, moan three times it's mm, 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 in a row and that means stop um, but Morse code yeah in the ball gag. <laughs> yeah it is it's on kink sets it is it is 
every yes. fine print is yeah. read and there is no missteps taken um, when it comes to anything um, BDSM and pornography. They are on top of it. It is like the moment they put that ball gag in your mouth, you've already signed 16 waivers saying that you're going, to, you've consented to this and, and what to do to get out of it. Yeah. And and the moment you, uh, 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 they will stop all production, pull that gag right out of your mouth within seconds. And I've had that happen before. And I was like, what happened? And they were like, you, uh, uh, uh. And I was like, oh, I, no, it was not on purpose. I did not, uh, uh, uh on purpose. <laughs> I was fine. We can go right back into this, but they are, they are quick with it. And it is so reassuring, but yeah. Absolutely. Well, and that's something I think really beautiful about the kink community that we might benefit from introducing into like mm -hmm. other, you know, forms and frameworks of sexuality is that there is a lot of discussion of consent. Yeah. Consent and how amorphous that can be, how it can change at different times, yes. uh, how many different like parts of that there are. Um, and I think knowing the boundaries within like what you're able to operate in allows people to then be freer because they're not worried about like, well, what if I overstep? Because they know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it is constantly evolving and it's even evolving within the sex that you're having. Yes. So consent, we've talked about it so many times, but it is consent is so important throughout the sexual process from um, even the making out to getting into sex, you know, like everything has its own boundary. And I'm not saying that you like stop you know, stop the session and been like, are you ready for the insertion? That's not what we're looking for. <laughs> not exactly. But, you, know, yeah. you can are turn you on ready? the lights. Yeah. The lights <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You may guide you in. Yeah. But I mean, uh, just taking the cues from your partner and knowing, you know, what is acceptable and what they're looking for. And hopefully you've had the conversation before and you both know what you're getting into. And again, aftercare being so wildly important to really um, assess how your partner felt in that situation and what they were comfortable with and what they could maybe use a little bit more of or, you know, how we switch it up on the next time to make everybody happy. Um, I love I love switching it up. I think there is nothing more than I love than being a man during sex. Um, I don't know your personal Angeline. Yeah, I know. I you know you love being a, a man during sex, but Angeline, have you ever um, role played to being the man and a strap on scene with it or not scene, but uh, pegging? Uh, yes, I haven't, but I am interested in it. I'd be down for it. And she's got that check mark on her box, um, <laughs> just so everyone knows. I, I'll try a lot. <laughs> it is one of my favorite things, and I'll tell you why. Is because you get that power dynamic shift. Yes. And you get to be the one in full and total control. But then it's interesting because, uh, and we talked about this in role play, uh, we haven't discussed this in role play, but I want to because we're sometimes we're so focused on a dominant and a um, sub that we forget that they can also be interchangeable. Because when I am dominant to this man and I am giving it um, to him, I feel so much power. I then get turned on by the power I feel and now I want him to fuck me and we'll take off the strap on and then he will fuck me and it is some of the most mind-blowing sex to me because I've just had the roles so switched and that's not something I get in a regular sex situation because oh, there's not a lot of straight men straight men who are comfortable in that situation let's talk about that scale again you guys <laughs> um, where it actually lies but there are not a lot of um 
self-describing straight men who are comfortable being pegged by a woman. So you don't get to have that shift. But that's where I think this is so very important and letting it step in and like having the conversations. And I think a lot of men would be um, very apt to just let that role switch just every once in a while. You know? Yeah, because I, I think that a lot of that is um, societal pressure yes. and like our construct of how one nor- like needs to behave in order to be masculine and therefore right, yeah. like sexually valuable, right? Mm. It is about significance and about being able to attract people that you want to connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, your prostate is in your bootay, boys. Yep. Um, and people who are non-conforming to the gender binary mm-hmm. that is, but who have a penis, like that is where that's located. Mm-hmm. And uh, it can stimulate a really wonderful orgasm. Mm-hmm. If you like doing butt stuff, it doesn't mean you're gay. Right. You're gay if you're gay. You're gay if you are somebody who identifies as a man and you love men. And you're in a loving, committed relationship with a man. That's, I mean, that's where it comes down to, right? It's the compatibility. It's not the sexual. I don't feel like your sexuality defines who you are as a person um, in the slightest. I constantly have sex with women and I don't can, I don't view myself as uh, homosexual in the slightest. So no, and- I very much feel as I'm a straight woman, but I engage with all sorts of sex. <laughs> there's also some, um, like, if we want to go sub-level a little bit, there's, like, a romantic spectrum as well. So some people will say that I am uh, bisexual but heteroromantic, which would mean that I am willing to engage in intimate emotional relationships with only somebody of a different gender, but I want to have sex with people of multiple genders. Yes. Okay. I'm there with you. Yeah. That's where I'm at. All right. I like that. It's really such a struggle for for men to overcome these ideals, these mm. like false ideals of masculinity that have been really put into us uh, for a long time, and that's mm-hmm. really changed uh, recently. Recently, yeah. Uh, and so, because of that recent change, I'd say that um, there are more men exploring it, but it's still so stigmatized. Yeah. And even women come to the table oh, having yeah. a lot of stigma about that kind of stuff. So it internally uh-huh. within the the couple or the unit uh, it creates its own potential problems where someone can be really insecure um, like uh, the female partner or the partner yes. can be really insecure if the male wants to try or experience it because it's so closely tied to homosexuality mm-hmm. when it has very little to do with it and we've certainly discussed like the type of orgasm being significantly different yes um, uh, and so it's all of these brilliant men that are out there not really getting the best out of what we have to offer yeah. in the world, right? So. Yeah, here's the thing. the What we have decided as masculinity is a fucking bust for you yeah. guys. Yeah. So, like, I think we would all benefit yes. from uh, letting that go. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we would. Oh, well, and also femininity on the opposite 100%. end, right? Because some men would be very uncomfortable with yes. those roles, and some men would be very turned on by them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But switch it up. Let somebody else be the dominant person. Let somebody else be the sub, you know, and, and vice versa. Switch it up and and uh, find out what is going to, you know, set you afloat. What is what? What's your thing? What's uh, what's the role you want to play? Right. It, it's not just pegging boys. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do love that role. Right. That is my, one of my favorite roles. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, OK, what else do we need to uh, do here before we. Move on. Anybody else? Do we want to talk about types of role play? Let's do it. Let's do it. 
so I think the power dynamic one we've talked about is yeah. pretty big. So that yeah. would encompass like Dom and Sub, Brat and Brat Tamer, Teacher Student, Master Slave. Um, I also think there's like a subclassification of this, which is um, like sissification or bimboification, mm -hmm. which is the idea that um, you are changing somehow. So bimboification is usually like losing intellect in the pursuit of uh, that like frenzy of desire. Mm -hmm. uh, and then sissification, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, is... Uh, like the feminization of somebody um so curtailing them more towards like very stereotypically feminine mm -hmm. uh, aesthetics and behavior um there's also age play mm -hmm. which you know it, it can be a little bit dubious but i think done within <laughs> a, a consenting and respectful framework like i'm not going to yuck anyone's yums um incest is a big one thanks Ooh. game of thrones <laughs> Well, um, such a touchy one. It's such yeah. a driver in the adult film industry as it well, is. right? It is. Absolutely. It really is. And I, I do struggle with that one I've, very yeah. personally myself. Okay. I No, I just struggle with the, like, because a lot of people think that it, because it's what I do in my film work that it's like my personal, like, obsession. And mm -hmm. and it is certainly not my personal obsession. I have no no um, interest in incest. And I do not have children. And if I did, I would not fuck them or their friends. <laughs> um, so, well done. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to touch on something that you you uh, mentioned when that we were talking about the types of role play and you mentioned um, uh, not the dom sub but the um, um, like owning someone what what was the word I'm master looking slave for? master slave mm -hmm. thank you very much that's the the master slave dynamic or mistress slave. more slave. <laughs> I feel like sometimes people think though that that is you know uh, that this person is kind of like stuck in this role but I want everyone to know that it that this type of situation is something that people can always opt out of. At any point, you you know your your master has you know kept you a slave for too long. You can literally just get up and go, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know, like it's not like you're keeping this person in a cage. And if you are keeping them in a cage, maybe they've asked to be put into a cage. Yes. You know, so and it. But also at any point in time, it's it is like a a situation you can always exit, and it is like comforting place also i feel like the people who are taking place in that type of sexual um pleasures are doing so with a lot of consent and a lot of conversation before uh, really driving down that road i feel yes at least so the people i know who take place in it there are a lot of different um like levels of yes. subservience when we talk about bdsm and specifically the owner slave uh, yeah. dynamic uh which we can get into more in dom sub because it, it is pretty dom subby mm -hmm. uh but there are you know fail safes in place there are different uh you know time commitments different lifestyle mm -hmm. choices that all go along with that and there's nothing inherently wrong right. with any of them as long as everybody is consenting right yeah I just think sometimes that gets 100%. glossed over yeah, and looks you. like a very negative place to be in when really it is just still a, you know, a sexual place that people have decided to go to, yes. you know, so um, all that being said, um, I feel like at this point we can we can conclude the episode um, of role play and how it can um, really help you um, in your sexual life and just really spice things up, make things fun and make things interesting. Not that your sex life is even lacking, but you never know. Um, introducing new things can always be fun. So um, I thank you so much, Angeline, um, for all of your advice here today and your um, fun stories. Um, tell the people where they can find you. Um, so we are on Instagram at AP sex education as an advanced placement sex education and we are on tiktok as ap sex s-e-g-g-s-e-d sex ed uh because the censors on tiktok are pretty gnarly 
Love it. Thank you so much. And Dr. Eddie, thank you as always for all of your public health perspective. And until next time, guys, adios. Hey.